<laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Ray Ray, coming at you with another fat boy takes. I don't know what number this is. Whatever. I know I've been in my been busy with life and shit, but I had some time this morning, and I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna see if I can squeeze out a, bit, a pod before I gotta go do some errands I gotta take care of. So. If you hear them, the mouse clicking and the keyboard clicking and clacking, I'm apologizing right off the rip. Um, I obviously don't have notes, so most of this stuff is like stuff I wanted to talk about, but I just haven't had the time. So pretty much, I'm going to talk about the playoffs that start on Sunday, tomorrow. I'm going to try to talk a little bit about the MVP race and all that stuff, like my thoughts on that. The rookie of the year, which we all know... Uh, I believe Garland's going to win it, so I'm not going to waste my time with that. Uh, either him or Scotty Barnes, one of the two. So I'm not wasting my time with that. Uh, most approved player, John Moran's probably going to win that, even though I don't think he should be in that conversation. Um, and just uh, I might just add some random stuff, because like I said, a lot has happened since the last podcast. And yeah, so like if I get choked up and like I trip up on my words, like I'm just going to apologize, because like I said... I just wanted to get on the mic and uh, say some of the things that I wanted to say. Uh, so, yeah. So, if this pod's all over the place, uh, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. So, basically, since the last time, you know, I did a pod, we talked, you know. <laughs> a lot has went on. I'm pretty sure that's the pod where I said how you can fix the Lakers and fix the Celtics. Okay. So, basically, your boy was right about the Lakers. I told you that shit was a trash fit. Now, give me my motherfucking respect. I had a lot of motherfuckers that were talking mad shit the whole year, talking about how the Lakers are going to be so good, and blah, 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 how they were going to do better than the Celtics, and yada, 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 yada. You guys know I'm a, bit, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, so I get a lot of shit from Laker fans and fucking whack-ass fucking Clipper fans. Fucking embarrassing. Um, But yeah, so like, they're all, they were all quiet once the seas turned it around in January, and the Lakers just kind of fucking took like a tumble down. Um, fucking became big old shitters, you know what I'm saying? They started shitting the bed every fucking game and just sucking. Uh, so like I'm saying, like, there was no fixing the Lakers. They never got healthy for one. AD tissue paper man, like, never got healthy. And then LeBron went down. So that was pretty much the end of the season. Every Laker fan pretty much knew that the season was over once AD went down. Um, as for the Boston Celtics, since that last pod, they turned it around. Like, they finally figured out the I'm system. They started playing better defense, the whole team collectively. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown started playing better team basketball. They, like, figured it out. They just started balling. But it had that had to do a lot with the best defense in the league. They went from like having a media mediocre defense in the league to having the best defense in the league for the last two months of the season, and then Jason Tatum's play on top of that with Jalen Brown's play, and then all the Royals, all the role players stepped up. Robert Williams became like a defensive anchor. Robert Williams became a defensive player of the year candidate. That also helped a lot, um, and plus the coach started play, playing more shooters. He started playing praying Pritchard like I said he had to play Pritchard more. Pritchard was his best shooter last year. There is no way Pritchard should have been on the bench for those long stretches of time that he was on the bench. That dude deserves minutes. The kid is shot 50, 40, 90 last year. It's like I said, he was the best shooter on the team last year. There's no reason for him not to be getting minutes. And he got and he's improved since last year. He's literally missed no free throws last year. 
Um, and then another thing was um, um, just like I said, the team just started playing better overall. Marcus Smart started facilitating more. We are you already know what you're gonna get from Marcus. This is literally one of the best. 3 and D guys in the league, even though he's a point guard, he started facilitating more. Well, he's a point guard now. He wasn't playing like a point guard before. Like, he started facilitating more, so that started helping a lot. And you already know what you're going to get from him on defense. He's going to lock the other dudes up, and that's what he did. So, basically, though, and then it's like I said at the beginning of the season, this team had, had the potential to be a top five team defensively, and I was correct. Like, nobody can deny that. I literally said that at the beginning of the season, like when everybody was hating on the Seas, talking about how they're going to suck, how they're going to this and this and that. And I said it since the beginning of the season that the defense could carry them. And the defense is carrying them, and so is their offensive play. So now that's, like, why this team, to me, is going to look very deadly in the playoffs. I don't think it matters that they're playing the Nets. I would not be afraid of the Nets. The Nets have proven that. They're just really, really average. But you never know. KD can pull some of those games out of his ass. And you never know. We, we almost saw him win a series last year against the Bucks. But enough about the Lakers and the Celtics. Let's get to the to the playoff picture. Like, usually around this time, by the way, I go over, like, my my like the, the top four seeds that I picked, like, in, in, the, in, the, in the beginning of, of the season. But obviously, I haven't had a lot of time to do pause. I've just been busy. Um... But I'm going to see if I can, like, I know I always say I'm going to try to do it more, but I actually am. Because uh, I like doing this, so I'm just going to try to make time to do it on the weekends. Um, but, yeah, like, it's like I said, like, um, I usually go over, like, the, the seeds I picked. And I, w- I have to apologize to the Toronto Raptors. I had really wrote them off, but Nick Nurse has those dudes playing at a very high level. They got the fifth seed in the East, which is pretty impressive to me. Cause like and Pascal Siakam has been balling. I like to me. I had I have said it on this on this part before that I felt like Siakam's contract was was an overpay, but he's the reason why they're the fifth seed right now. Him and the whole team plays good defense. That's the one thing about that team. Nick Nurse always has those guys playing good defense. So my apologies to the Raptors. Congratulations on securing the fifth seed in the East. I was wrong about the Raptors. Um. And to me, a big surprise like also was the Warriors. The Warriors started balling at the beginning of the season. Then they got kind of hurt. But the Warriors were okay this year. They were able to like hold out because they started off so hot. So they secured a top three seed. Um, to me, I'm just going to be honest with everybody. Like, I feel like I'm going to talk a little bit about the playoffs right here. Like, I feel like this year is more wide open than anything. I can't really say like this team is better than everybody like Head and shoulders. Like, I can't even say that about the Suns, even though the Suns, like, have that nice-ass record. Because I've seen the Suns, like, I've seen everybody lose. Like, like yeah, the Suns won more games or whatever. But don't get me wrong. Like, they are beatable. That team is very beatable. Um, but we're going to see. The thing with the Suns that I like about the Suns are, like, they play, like, like, a very heavy rotation. And, like, there's, like, no drop-off. Like, that's why, to me, that team is very, very scary. Because I feel like that team, like, there's not very, very, like, a lot of drop-offs, like I said. Like, like CP3 got injured, right? Everybody was like, oh, damn, they're going to start losing. They lost their four general. Oh, man, they lost the point guard, blah, blah, blah. And that was not the case. Those dudes still won 63 games or 64 games or whatever, which was pretty freaking crazy to me because, like, I was one of those. I was like, okay, you know, CP3 
got injured, they might start losing a little bit of games, but that was definitely not the case. And that's why, to me, that team is very scary, like, to face in the playoffs. Obviously, they're going to have the easiest road to the playoffs. They're Like, after the playing game, the, they're going to they're gonna play the Pelicans. They'll probably beat the Pelicans. They'll probably sweep the Pelicans. I'll be very surprised that they, if they don't sweep the Pelicans. Um, Like, I don't even want to bother talking a lot about that series, like, like I'm said, I've I'm very impressed by the Suns. Um but like like I feel like this year is like the most wide open it's ever been in the playoffs because it's like the top any of the top four seeds like on each side could win. Like I well at least I feel that way. Um and I'll tell you guys right now why I think that. Um Alright, well, here we go. Like I think to me, like any of those teams like out of the top four seeds in each conference Whichever of those teams can keep playing like at the highest level possible. Obviously, right? They want to play at the highest level possible. We know the Suns are going to do that. They've just been consistent for 63. They won 63 games, you know, so they're going to keep playing that way. So I ain't worried about the Suns doing it. We know the Suns are going to do it. But, like, um, the thing with me is, like, can these other teams do it? Like, the Celtics have been doing it for two months. Uh, the Heat have been doing it as well. But, uh, like to me, out of all the teams, I the least scary team to me is the Heat, and I'll tell you guys why. Because I just don't feel like the Heat. Like yes, they have a good team. Like they have Kyle Lowry, they have Jimmy Butler, they have PJ Tucker, they have Batman Bio. But to me, they I feel like they don't have that go-to guy. Like that guy that can get you a bucket like every time. Like when they're playing some crazy ass D on you, they don't have that dude that can get you that bucket. Like I. Like, Jimmy Butler might have been that dude years ago. He ain't that dude anymore. He can't do it. Kyle Lowry might be able to get you a bucket every now and then, but he's a little bit older now. I don't I don't feel it. Like, when it comes down to, like, a dude going in ISO and getting you a bucket, I don't think they have that dude. And I'm not, like, Tyler Hero, uh, Tyler Hero gets a lot of his, his stuff off, off screens and all that stuff. Tyler Hero's not going to go to the rack on you and get you a bucket. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, Tyler Hero's not that dude yet. He's still too small. He might be that dude, like, in two or three years, but he's not that dude now. So, like, to me, the least scary team right now is the Heat. Like, the probably the most scary team, ha- well, obviously, it has to be the Suns. Um, but let's talk about the other teams now. Like, like who's the second seed in, in, the, in, the, in the West? The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have John Moran. John Moran been playing very, very great, even though he got injured and missed like 23 games. But he's going to play this. He's so you're going to have a John Moran like on what? A month off resting. And that team still went what? Like 20 and 2 or 23 without him. So, like, I don't know. I know it's different in the playoffs when they focus you in. But I think the Grizz have a legit shot of coming out because they play hard. They have a superstar, John Morant's Like, there's no doubt John Morant's going to be a superstar. Let's just be real here. He might even be there already uh, pretty quick, but he's almost there. He's If he's not a superstar, he's literally on the cusp of being one in the next season. Um, And then we have the Warriors. Like, to me, I think the, the only thing that held back the Warriors were the injuries. Like, we wouldn't like we wouldn't have saw the full potential, like, if Clay and Curry got to play more games. But and then Dre, but they all got injured. But I feel to me like these dudes already know how to play together. So if they go in the playoffs healthy, they can be very, very scary. Because obviously, you know, you know, Curry and Clay and Dre are not going to forget how to play together. They've done it for so long 
It's going to be just like, okay, they're just going to plug them in and they're going to know what to do. So I feel that the Warriors can come out as well. And then what, the fourth seed, I believe, is the Jazz or Mavericks? Like, ah, those are like the only question marks to me is like those team, that team, those two teams. Like, because the Jazz can like choke or whatever. Like, the Jazz are known for choking. I hate to say it, the Jazz always choke. Maybe this is a year they get over the hump. Who knows? And then the Mavericks. Basically, the Mavericks season is pretty much done. Because if Luka can't play the game one or the game two, that's it. And and then, like, what do you do? Like, why would... I don't... I wouldn't recommend the Mavericks to play Luka. A calf strain? It's a, it's not a mild calf strain. So, it's more severe. Um, to me, I feel like if he plays on that, he has more of a chance of getting injured. You don't want your superstar bus, like, messing up his ACL or... Or his Achilles. To me, I don't risk this if I'm the Dallas Mavericks. I go back and I'm like, hey, we made the playoffs. Luka's out. There's nothing we can do. Like, either the team steps up and try to get a win or two, like, without him. But to me, I feel like I don't play Luka. That's my superstar. I got to watch him at all costs. And he's super young. He's like 23. Like, he still has a, a long, long NBA career ahead of him. But I'm not a damn GM, so who knows what they're going to do. That's, like, my only question out of, like, those top four teams, like I said. Uh, and then, the sick, like, I already talked about the about the Heat. They're, like, the least scariest. But also, like, the Heat, they can still come out the East. To me, the Boston Celtics are very, very scary right now. So, I feel like they can come out the East. Obviously, we just saw their 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 stretch of work in the last two months. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum playing at a high level. That defense is the best defense in the league. And we already know defense wins championships. So, if that defense can keep consistent and they find a way to stop Kyrie and KD they will have a good shot of beating the Bucks um and then it's kind of the Bucks the Bucks is the third seed I can never count the Bucks out they have Giannis they have the MVP of last year's finals you know he's playing at a very high level so he's playing great right now uh one thing with the Bucks they were kind of injured and then Brooke finally came back and they started playing better and then Chris Middleton got healthy and then Drew Holiday got healthy. So they have all their core back together. They're all healthy. And we already know they were the champions last year. They're going to try to repeat. You already know with how it is. They play solid defense. They they uh, get, they uh, play well as a team. They get wide up. They get good looks. You know, it's just got to knock them down. And they have Giannis, arguably one of the top three players in the league. Like, that team's solid. People, you know, they have a shot of coming out. Uh, and then the fourth seed, what is the the Sixers? To me, I feel like the Sixers can do it as well just because of the level of Joel Embiid. Like, Joel Embiid's playing so, so good right now. He's playing at an MVP level. Uh, same with Giannis. So, like, but the, the, the only question for the Sixers to me is James Harden. What are you going to get out of James Harden? It's like Jalen Rose said. Are you going to get one of those concert ticket stats from him, like, for for? like four six and 21 or what are you going to get like the old james harden from houston stats like if they get the old james harden from houston stats they can also come out the east but james harden has to play like his old self all right so enough talk about uh, the t- those teams let's talk about the the matchups now in the in the I, I don't, i'm gonna tell you guys right now i'm not gonna talk about the the grizzlies timberwolves because that's gonna be like that's going to end in five games. I'm not going to talk about the Suns and Pelicans. That's going to be over in four games. There's Those teams are clearly outclassed. I hate to say it. I ain't going to waste my time talking about those two series. No disrespect to the Suns. The Suns did their thing. But I, in my heart, 
I feel like the Suns and the Grizz are going to shit on those two teams. So there's no point in me talking about it. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So let's talk about the West playoff picture real quick. I already said I'm not going to talk about the Suns. So I'm skipping that series. The Suns are going to win in four. That's to my prediction. I'll be surprised if the Pelicans can pull one out their ass. Uh, Dallas, Utah, like I said, uh, I feel like Dallas, if Luka can't play by like the third game, I think Utah finishes that series in like six games. Uh, to me, if Luka doesn't play in this series, there is no excuse for the Jazz not to take care of business and advance. Um, like I said, we already know that the Dallas Mavericks rely so much on Luka for their offense. So if that guy's out, I feel like that that series is essentially over. I know Luke is a is a is a trooper, so he's going to try to play on that messed up calf. I really hope he doesn't, because like it's like I said, this year is a wash anyways. They're not going to win a championship. No disrespect, disrespect to the Dallas Mavericks, but when it comes to like the team they're going to play in the second round, they are very very outclassed, and I feel the same way about the Jazz. Um, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm picking the Jazz and. Six games since no, since Luca's gonna be gone. The first two, I feel like those are two L's for the Mavericks. If the Mavericks can pull out two a dub or two in the in the in the first two games, I then we have a series here. But if they lose the first two, that's pretty much it. Um, and this and that and then let's talk about the Golden State Warriors and Denver series. Like everybody knows, I'm I'm a Joe Comer. I love the Joker. If you know me, I've always, since day one, since I started this part, I always say there is not going to be no motherfucking joker disrespect on this part. And still to this day, ain't nobody going to disrespect that man. That man is a hooper. Um, so basically, to me, I feel like JSW obviously is the better team, but Denver is missing key pieces. The thing with Denver is, like, I feel like if they were to get Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray back, and they can just kind of somewhat... Like, because we already know if you play with the dude like Joker, he's going to get you wide open looks because you're going to have to double team. It's kind of like pick your position. If those dudes can just come back and be like 70% of themselves, they got a shot of winning that series. But to me, what I don't feel like Joker can beat the Warriors by himself. Like, maybe he'll take two games, like, but I don't see him winning a seven game series by himself. And like, and the thing that sucks about the Nuggets, like, nobody knows what's going on with Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. They like never, they're like very, very secretive. Like they ask uh, Malone, "Hey, is um, uh, is uh, Jamal Murray going to come back for the playoffs?" And the man's answer was like, "I don't know. We're gonna leave that up to Jamal." Like, what the fuck? What about your training staff, dude? You're paying. You tell me you're paying these guys all these amounts of money. And you, you're going to let the player decide when he's going to come back? I don't know. That's just weird to me. I don't know. Like That's kind of like the stuff that Kawhi does. Like when the training staff is like, hey, man, you're good. There's nothing wrong with you. But it's he's like, nah, man, my knee still feels messed up, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, dude, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not limping. You're not this. You're not that. And I don't know. It must, I guess it must, it must be a mental thing. I don't know. I don't even want to get into that whole mental health stuff. We're not going to do it. Because <laughs> like, to me, it's like. That whole subject is very, very touchy. Like, there's so many different views. Like, I don't even want to get into it. But whatever, it might be a mental thing. Um, like I said, like, if if Denver, I think that the Warriors win this series in six, maybe even five. 
Because to me, we're asking a lot, a lot from Joe Keek. And and yes, everybody knows that Joe Keek in the playoffs is an absolute monster. But I just don't know. Like he, I, I feel like he doesn't have enough firepower. Like he just doesn't have like that umph, you know, to help him get over the Warriors hump. Like, cause it's gonna be hard. Like, not having a, uh, another another twenty point score is gonna be really, really hard on him. And the Warriors are gonna get to expose that. Like the and also the role, the Warriors have the better role players. Like he's just kind of like screwed. It's like Embiid versus the Warriors. No disrespect to anybody on the Nuggets. Like I know he has Aaron Gordon, but Aaron G- Gordon ain't no Jamal Murray. Like you know he's not gonna go out there and just like go f- crazy. You know like. He needs the Joker to feed him. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's going to be hard because I feel like the Warriors are going to have a game plan to slow down the Joker. And it's just, and it's going to work. Like, even though the Joker's going to hope the Joker might get his and they just might shut everybody else down. Like, it's just so many. Like, to me, I feel like Denver's just kind of screwed because of all their injuries. Like, to me, this series would have been one of the most exciting series if the Nuggets were healthy. And mind you, Big props to Joe Keek for getting 48 wins by literally like just him and his role players. That is very impressive to me. Good job to the Nuggets. Like I said, I'm not trying to disrespect the role players or whatnot, but it is it is what it is. Like the dude essentially beast mode all year and helped him to 48 wins. And the, and also that is my MVP. He's going to be the back-to-back MVP. Everybody choosing him be. There's why would you choose a beat and beat play with the superstar for like the last 20 games of the season? And he got worse. Like the team got worse. Joe kept winning. And another thing, Joe literally leads in every advanced stat. So, and he's, and it's like by a mile. If Joe doesn't win the MVP, it's a robbery. Like there's just no way Embiid wins it over him. I'll be so, so surprised if Embiid wins MVP. Um, And the last series is the Memphis-Minnesota series. I literally said I don't want to talk about that series. Like, to me, I feel like that series ends in five games. Maybe the T-Wolves win a game. Like, in order for me for the T-Wolves to make this a series, I feel that Cat has to be big. And I mean, Cat, I mean, what I mean by big, he's giving me 30 and 10 every game. Like, he needs to be that dude. I'm going to go for 30 and 10 every game. And then D'Angelo Russell has to play well. And Edwards has to play well. Like Edwards proved, I feel like Edwards proved himself in that playing game. That kid went off, off against the Clippers. Like for a second year player to play like that, that's very, very impressive. Um, So yeah, I like it that Edwards doesn't shine away from the moment. Um, But we're going to see, like I feel like, the, the Grizzlies are obviously the better team. John Morant been balling. That team's just been balling. Um, enough from the West. That's pretty much it. Those were my picks. Um, now let's get to this Miami-Atlanta series. Uh, to me, I feel like the Heat win that series in five games. Uh, the, the Heat just got all the answers for the Hawks. Like, they got Bam Adebayo for John Collins. Bam is obviously the better player. Jimmy Buck. Jimmy Butler gonna be on Trey. Like, yeah, Trey's gonna get his buckets, but everybody else is gonna be limited. I feel like the Miami Heat win this series like in five games. Also, they got Kyle Lowry to throw on to throw on Trey Young. 
They also got P.J. Tucker. Like, it, this is a rough series from for, for Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta has to shoot lights out. Uh, uh, and then Capella might have got injured. Capella might have went down. So that's, like, the, one of their best, better defensive players. So I feel like the, uh, the Hawks have an uphill battle here. I'm going to go with the Heat and five. And then it's the Sixers, Toronto. Uh, this series to me is like probably going to be the hardest series to pick for me. Like, because yes, I know the Raptors won the series during the year. I think they 3 won them or something like that. Um, But Embiid is the better player. They have the best player in the series. And Harden... If Harden can play like the Houston Rockets Harden, this the I would I would go with the Sixers in six games, but it all depends on Harden. Like this 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 is like that's what I'm saying. Like this to me is a, like one of the hardest series to pick, just for that simple fact because it's so dependent on how well James Harden's going to play. So like I don't like it's it's hard for me to pick that because of Harden. <laughs> like it all depends on Harden. Because you already know Toronto's going to defend at a very, very high level. They're they're going to make it so there is no easy buckets for the Sixers. They're going to make them boys work. They're going to make Embiid work. They're going to make everybody work. Uh, but, like, to me, I feel like this. And then Toronto, the key for Toronto win, Siakam has to be big the whole series as well. Siakam for Van Vliet. Scotty Barnes has to play well. Like, obviously, you know, all the all the shooters have to be, you know, they have to play very well. But to me, I feel like the Sixers, if James Harden can play like the Houston, James Harden, and because you know what you're going to get from Embiid. Embiid's going to put up that 30 and 10 stat, most like 30 and 10. He might even go big. And that's an, and that is another thing about the Sixers. The Sixers have the two players that get to the line the most. So you already know, like, I, I hate watching this kind of basketball. If you know me, I say it all the time. I hate watching James Harden play, and I'm starting to hate watching Joel Embiid play. It, I'm just tired of seeing dudes shoot 10 to 12 free throws a game. That shit is mad fucking boring. Like, they get the whistle. Like, you barely touch those dudes, and they get the whistle. And that's another thing about, I don't like that shit that Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is a fucking flopper, bro. Joel Embiid is a seven-foot dude that fucking flops. That shit is embarrassing. Quit that shit, bro. That's like that. that that's a, are you on that LeBron bullshit? Flopping over here, being the buffest dude on the fucking floor. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That shit look goofy. Gotta stop doing that shit. Um, but like I said, he gets his whistles. So does James Harden. That's another thing about the reps. The reps are gonna have to find a way to defend without fouling, because because James Harden and Joel Embiid are good free throw shooters. So the I, I know it's easier said than done, but the reps have to absolutely find a way. To play great defense without fouling. Because if you're gonna put those dudes at the line and they're both gonna shoot 24 free throws between them, between each other, 30 free throws, you're gonna lose. You're not gonna win. So, but we'll see how it goes. I Nick Nurse is a very, very good coach. I big ups to Nick Nurse. Like I said, sorry for disrespecting you, Raptors fans. We the North. I'm sorry, boys. I'm sorry for the disrespect. Your boy was wrong. Like, and I admit it, you guys been balling. And it's nice to see because, you know, Pascal Siakam to me, I don't think Pascal Siakam's a superstar. I think he's like borderline all-star. But the way he's been playing, he's been playing like an all-star. 
and it's been getting it's, it's been working out for you guys and you guys have been defending very well so big ups to you guys good job nick nurse um and that's pretty much it for the sixers series like i said i'm gonna go sixers in, in six but i can also see raptors winning in six but i'm gonna pick the sixers in six i think Joel Embiid is just going to be too much this series. And I, and I feel like James Harden is going to figure it out. So I'm going to go Sixers and Six. All right, so now for the Milwaukee-Chicago series. Uh, I'm going to just say it. I said it since the beginning of the season. I said that the motherfucking Chicago Bulls were fucking pretenders. When they were on that number one seed for like, what, two and a half months or whatever. I said it since the beginning. I said, these dudes are pretenders. They're not going to fucking win shit. And I was right. Yes, they made it to the playoffs. Big ups to the Bulls. But I literally said these dudes were pretenders. They fell to the sixth seed. A lot of people feel like, it's oh, it's because Lonzo got injured. It's because Caruso got injured. It would have not have mattered. They were, these dudes were going to get figured out. Hey, but big ups to DeMar DeRozan for putting up MVP numbers. Um, Lakers fumbled the bag, not waiting on that, man. Uh, but whatever. Fuck them. Um, like... They're going to go against the Freak, man. I feel like this series ends in five games. They got no one to stop Giannis. No one. Giannis is just going to get to do whatever he wants. Unless they figure out something and figure it out quick. I'm going with the Bucks in five games. I just feel like Giannis is going to be too much for these dudes. Uh, and their defense is like, it's mediocre. It's middle of the pack. It's not amazing. Uh... Yes, they lost their two best defenders in Caruso or, or Lonzo, but they should the role players, you know, had to step up. They didn't step up. That's why they dropped the sixth seed. Uh, and yeah. Bucks and five. No disrespect, Bulls. Uh, now let's talk about the Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets series. To me, I feel like this is going to be the most exciting series in the East. Uh just because the like the the firepower on both sides, you got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, about to try to outdoor KD and Kyrie. Like I feel like those two dudes can match each other. They can go toe to toe. The key in this series is what role players play the best. If the Boston Celtics role players play better, they're going to win, obviously. Same with the Nets. Like it's to me, this this series is gonna come down to the role players, but also the Boston Celtics defense is a big X factor. That defense is the number one defense in the league, and the Nets are gonna have to find a way to crack that defense. I don't know if they're gonna be able to do it. If you can make KD and Kyrie work, because you know KD and Kyrie are going to have to play forty minutes in order for these dudes to keep the games close, because what. Once KD and Kyrie sit, where is the scoring gonna come from? Bruce Brown ain't gonna be doing be going out for like no 20 points every game. Like Bruce Brown's gonna be limited. Claxton, all those dudes are, are just gonna be there. You're gonna see that defense is gonna lock them up. So we, we they're going to have to find a way to get points from the bench. Don't know how they do that because the Boston Celtics bench is also very, very solid. Derek, they got Derek White coming out the, off the bench. Grant Pritchard coming off the bench. Like, uh, Grant Williams coming off the bench. Like, they got a solid bench. 
And also, big ups to Grant Williams for becoming a way better shooter. That guy literally missed his first 20-something, 30 first three-point attempts, and now he's one of the best shooters in the league. So big ups to Grant Williams, Lethal Shooter doing his fucking thing. So big ups to Lethal Shooter and Grant Williams. Um, and then also the Celtics have Thice, too. That's another another very good role player off the bench for the Cs. Um, like, I don't know. And then Drogic is, is a great player as well for the Nets, and then Patty Mills. But then I don't know. Like, see, that's like what the toss-up to me is. It's like, to me, it's like, I want, I'm going to pick the season six games. Obviously, I feel like the Cs are the better team. They have the better defense. They have the better, I feel like they have the better role players. And and I feel like they're going to figure out a way to slow down KD and Kyrie and those du- the other dudes down. Uh, but then there's like that, that other end that everybody's saying, KD, the baddest man in the planet. This is going to be really hard for KD because the Boston Celtics, like I said, defend at a high level the whole time, the whole game, the whole game. They're going to defend them at a high level. KD is going to have to play 40 games. I feel like like the longer this series goes, the harder it's going to be for the Nets because Kyrie and then you have Ramadan Kyrie, even though he's balling, like I don't know if he's going to be able to play 40 hard minutes every every night for this series. It's going to be rough on those two dudes. Like, it's like I said, like, where are the points going to come from from for the Nets? Like, Drogic has, has kind of not been the same since that injury in Miami. Petty Mills kind of was started off hot, and then he kind of fell off. Um, so to me, this, this series is all going to come down to which team's role players play better. And I feel like the Boston Celtics role players are going to answer the call. Like it ain't because I'm a C's fan. It's just because what they, their last, their stretch of work in the last 20, 30 games of the season have proven that those dudes are legit. Like that defense is legit. There is no denying that. And I also left out Al Horford. Al Horford is very, very skilled big man. Can pick and pop, can defend at a high level. And like they're going and also Drummond is going to get exposed in this series. I don't know why people are not talking about that. Drummond is not a shot blocker at all. Drummond is very slow on his feet as well. He's going to get eaten alive in the paint. That's another thing. A lot of people are not talking about the 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 Nets defense is not a great defense. Yes, they're like in the top 15 in like the last 10 games, but it doesn't matter. You're not going to stop JT and JB with that defense. There's no way. There's this. I'm going to be honest. With you, I'm going to be surprised if both of these two teams, these games are going to. I don't think none of these games are going to be like 90, like those 95, 96 point games. I feel like all of these games are going to be like 110. 115 everybody's gonna drop about 110 115 like both teams are gonna average around that uh even though the boston Celtics defense is amazing you see you just got all those scores like i don't know to me this is going to be the best series out of all of them uh in the first round yeah so that's pretty much it i gave you guys my picks uh now let's talk about the mvp race I, y'all already ho- heard me being a joker homer. I said, 
Joker or back-to-back MVP. And I still believe that. I don't think anybody's going to take that MVP from Joker. I think M- Joker will be the back-to-back MVP. It's simple. He had the better season than, than Joel. Yes, Joel won the scoring title. Big fucking deal. Uh, Joker, his win shares are better. He generates more points than Embiid. That right there alone should be enough. Like, and then the and then also he's slapping him in all the advanced stats. That should be enough. Joe Keek will probably be the MVP. Uh back to back MVP. And the defensive player of the year. I think Marcus Smart is going to be the defensive player of the year. Um that dude's been locking everybody up. He's a big reason why the Boston Celtics jumped from the that eighth seed to the second seed. Him and Robert Williams have been anchoring the hell out of that defense. And I just think he deserves... A lot of you guys are going to think I'm saying this because I'm a Celtics fan. I'm not. Like, the dude has been playing great. Like, if you watch the Celtics, you see what he does. He He's, like, top five in steals. Like, he alters so many shots. It's like, if you can... It's like, if you're going to give it to Rudy Gobert because he does that, the argument has to be the same for... for uh, Marcus Smart because that's an, that was one of the big things for Gobert winning it. Oh, he alters so many shots and he blocks so many shots, and that's the thing with with the Smart Smart. He he makes the defend the people he's defending make bad decisions because he's on their ass. He he or either he clamps them up. He he like cuts off lanes for them and he makes them make bad passes. It's, if, if you're going to have that whole, oh, he, he alters shots and he alters possessions, you need to be the same way for the guards. Like when guards are making their, the dude they're defending make bad passes, you, you got to count that as well for them. Because I feel like the a reason that the guards haven't won it in a long time is because that whole BS. Like, oh, the center, they alter so many shots. Uh, they, they, they just do so much. They block shots. And it's like the guards do that too. You gotta, you gotta do that for the guards too. Like you gotta be like, oh man, that guard made him make a bad pass. That has to count for something. If you do that for the centers, like with the whole altering shot BS, you have to do that for the for the for the guards. To me, that's why the, I don't feel like a guard hasn't won it because they don't take that into account anymore. Like when a guard is locking somebody up and is making them make terrible decisions that leads to steals and points like they don't like account for that and it sucks like i think it's that shit is just bs like the big man the big man made you miss because he stuck up his arm or he like got in your way but guards do the same shit when they lock up a dude and they make up they make a make bad passes like it, it, it has to count for something like they make it seem like it's nothing um what else what else what else I'm not really gonna talk about football. I don't feel like it. I feel like I, I, I suck at talking about football these days because I I watched a lot of it, and it's just like I was so wrong. Like last year's football season was one of the weirdest football seasons for me. Like everybody that I thought was gonna do something did not. Um. All right, guys. I'm just gonna end the pot here. I hope all you all you guys are doing good. I hope life is treating you guys all good. Um, you know, I'm recently married. You know, I've been living my life. That's why I haven't really been potting. Um, I hope all of you guys have a beautiful day. Um, don't forget to hit that like button. Hit that follow button on Podbean. 
your boy is on app uh apple podcast uh fatboy takes uh twitter my twitter is uh at fatboy takes you guys ever have any questions for me you can leave them in the comments for the podcast on podbean or you can leave them on any of the of the outlets for the pods like like i said already apple apple pod podbean i'm on spotify if you guys leave any comments i'll try to get back to you guys um like i said i hope you guys are all doing great i just want to say thank you to whoever still still bothers with this pod also i'm debating if i should have this dude that works for me on my pod he's a fucking huge fucking bozo and he's very fucking delusional he's an annoying ass fucking clippers fan you know he's one of them fucking bozos that yells out la our way and then he sees he sees them lose in the playing game and he shits his ass up so who knows we're, we're debating this i'm debating in my brain if i should have that dude on the pod or not but as for everybody i hope you guys all have a wonderful day i hope you guys have a kick-ass saturday your boy's out of here. I'm going to go run my errands. Much love. Peace. Take care, guys.